One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello Buglers, it's Top Stories, I am Zaltor, I love sport, I don't think I'm breaking my own confidence when I share that with you, you almost certainly love sport too, if not you're living your life wrong, but in 2013 it turned out that one of the greatest sports people around, Lance Armstrong, was doing a small bit of massive cheating, as reflected in Bugle issue 220, the It's that time of the year, your vacation is coming up, you can already hear the beach waves, Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cheat hits the fan. Top story this week. Liar, liar, your career is on fire. <laughs> well, Andy, it happened. Uh, a couple of nights ago, the cheat finally hit the fan. Lance Armstrong sat down with Oprah Winfrey on her own uh, network channel, which, on a side note, America suddenly realised as one that it had. <laughs> uh, she began the interview with a flurry of yes-no questions. It was a very dramatic opening to the interview. She said, uh, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. Was one of those banned substances EPO? Yes. Did you ever blood dope or use blood transfusions to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. Did you ever use any other banned substances such as testosterone, cortisone, or human growth hormone? Yes. In all seven of your Tour de France victories, did you ever take banned substances or blood dope? Yes. And with that, Andy... 
it was basically done. <laughs> I'd have loved it if Oprah had had the balls to get those answers and then, then just leave. <laughs> just ask that final question. In all seven of your Tour de France victories, did you ever take banned substances or blood dope? Yes. And then say, okay, I think we got it. You're a live piece of shit, Lance. <laughs> I'm out of here. And then take off our microphone and leave Armstrong sitting there for 90 minutes awkwardly, occasionally looking uncomfortably at the camera and eventually asking, uh, is she coming back? <laughs> he did fess up big time. And I think in conclusion, John, on balance, having heard now both sides of the story, I think he was probably doping. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say. But the thing is, John, after everything that's gone before, after more than a decade of deceit, why should we believe him now? I mean, sure, he's got, he's got more reason to lie True. now than any other time. So I think on reflection... The conclusion from this interview has to be that he was bullshitting through his artificial teeth and he was always <laughs> clean. It really was a sensational start to the interview. Basically, in 30 seconds, the entire symphony of lies that he spent the last two decades aggressively perpetrating came crashing to the ground. One of the most incredible moments was when Armstrong, who had pretty much just openly stated that he was a human pincushion of hypodermic needles, <laughs> stated that he never really saw what he was doing as cheating. He said, I kept hearing that, I'm a drug cheat, I'm a cheat, I'm a cheater. I went in, and I just looked up the definition of cheat, and the definition of cheat is to gain an advantage on a rival or foe that they don't have. I didn't view it that way. I viewed it as a level playing field. And he should, he should then really have looked up the world arsehole, megalomaniac, <laughs> and pathological liar, because those definitions might have rung a few more bells for him. <laughs> Trying to split hairs by redefining the definition of the word cheat is like still gripping onto the rock that you were clinging onto on the side of a cliff before it gave way, and you fell 200 feet to the floor. You're lying on your back, you have 75 broken bones, but you're still gripping the rock in your hand, saying, it's fine, as, a long, as long as I hang on to this, I'll be fine. <laughs> Of course, after all the uh, recent revelations by other cyclists and the thousand-page uh, report detailing his misdemeanours, his life ban and the stripping of uh, all of his titles, discovering that Armstrong was doping is a bit like seeing a bear confessing to shitting in the woods in an interview with Ricky Lake. You kind of knew all along that the bear did shit in the woods. You just never expected to hear the bear himself say it, and you're not entirely sure that he chose the right avenue to break his silence on the matter. He's still not being able to apply himself to the word cheat is spectacular, Andy. It's almost like the word cheat wasn't doing what he needed it to do. So he started to pump some more unnatural definitions into it to enable it to perform semantically to the level that he needed for success. Sure, lots of people stretch the definition of words, Andy. He's just levelling the linguistic playing field. Apparently there were various takes of the interview before Armstrong finally told the truth, or at least the parts of the truth he wanted people to hear. Uh, in the, one of the earlier takes, he claimed he was kidnapped in 1994 and held in a dungeon for 12 years, whilst his evil brother Arnold cheated his way to glory. He also claimed the world was guilty of double standards, saying, well, if it's OK to use science to stop children dying of cholera, why is it not OK to use science to get round France on a bike as fast as possible? You can't have one rule for one thing and another rule for another. Can Good you? Point. Well, 
maybe you can, but I'm not going to stop juicing until you let children die of cholera, as the almighty Lord clearly intended. <laughs> he also asked Winfrey out on a date, tearfully confessed to playing a significant role in plotting the JFK hit in 1963, and concluded the interview by inviting Britney Spears on stage to sing a special duet, Oops, I Did It Again, and again, and again, and again, and again. He then accused Winfrey of masterminding the whole shebang and of running international cycling like a f***ing vampire, suggesting she, <laughs> quotes, might have well have strapped herself to Marco Pantani's foot and put herself in a tumble dryer. <laughs> there was a lot of anticipation going into the interview as to what level of emotion was going to be on display. Was Armstrong going to cry? And if he did, would they be real tears? Or were those tears going to be chemically assisted? Little onion capsules in his tear ducts. <laughs> Were they going to be tear testers on hand to check samples from his face? I mean, just the whole thing around him comes into question now. What a gigantic liar. <laughs> yeah, I was slightly expecting him to finish the interview by standing up, unbuttoning his fly and saying, I've got one more surprise for everyone. <laughs> Whilst <laughs> Oprah desperately said, that's all we've got time for. Next week, Barry Bonds tells us how he used a bat fitted with a trebuchet catapult. <laughs> So, where next for uh, Lance Armstrong? I think the only way he can possibly come back, as he seems to want to in some form, Andy, is if he can win seven more Tour de France's, <laughs> but openly under the influence of performance-debilitating drugs. <laughs> that's, that's the only way to answer the question in people's minds. And I'm talking about him doing a drug Tour de France, Andy, <laughs> weaving his way dangerously up and down a mountain, screaming obscenities at trees as he flies past, pissing into people's front gardens and throwing up in front of the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> if he can win under those conditions, Andy, truly he is the greatest cyclist in history. Uh, for Oprah Winfrey, next uh, set to be an, a warts and all uh, interview with the Al-Qaeda former number three ranks by the Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Um, Winfrey apparently said that Khalid knows he's done some wrong things and he's now ready to talk. So um, that, that is the next big thing for own TV on the internet, John. Um, or, or, or she's going to admit doping, Andy. What we saying last <laughs> week, I couldn't believe she didn't admit it at the end of it. You can't get as powerful as Oprah Winfrey has. It's not humanly possible without juicing at some point in your life. And the uh, ICU, the International Cycling Union, um, has challenged Armstrong to uh, resolve all their differences in a special episode of Judge Judy to be aired in March. So, um, also, there's suggestions that he's going to reach a plea bargaining deal. Uh, with uh, the World Anti-Doping uh, uh, Organization and the UCI, in which, in return for a full chapter and verse confession of all his naughty needlings and all the people involved, uh, instead of his seven Tour de France title, he will instead be awarded a semi-final spot at the 1997 US Open Tennis, replacing Sweden's Jonas Bjorkman. Uh, hearing the news, the Swede was disappointed but philosophical. Well, I'll do anything to help world sport heal itself from the scourge of doping, he said. But it is pretty annoying. The 1997 US Open was about the highlight of my singles career. It was one of only two Grand Slam semis I ever reached, and in the other one I was absolutely horsed by Federer. And I was two up on Rosetsky in the 97 one before things went more belly up than prices at a Japanese fish market during a tuna shortage. So anyway, I guess I'm not the first sports dude to be cheated out of his rightful finishing position by Lance Armstrong, but still. Does this mean Lance is now partially Swedish? It does. Oh, fair enough, then, as long as the fatherland doesn't miss out. At, at the start of this week, the Armstrong story was all that America was looking forward to. It was the key story in sports. But on Wednesday here, an even more bizarre story emerged when it turned out that Mante Teow, a uh, linebacker, a star linebacker for Notre Dame, who'll be going to the NFL next year, it turned out that a girlfriend he claimed he'd had, who had died of cancer, 
was fake and had never existed. And it, it, the whole story is truly bizarre. It turns out that he was duped online. How much he knew about it is still slightly unclear. But it was broken by a, a website called Deadspin, uh, a fantastic sports site uh, in America. And uh, this website has received great plaudits for doing the investigative journalism that no one involved in reporting the story at the time of his girlfriend seemed to bother to do. And in the midst of all the credit coming their way on Thursday, there was an absolutely magnificent moment when Donald Trump tweeted his congratulations to Deadspin, saying, congratulations to Tom Soker and Timothy Burke of At Deadspin for exposing the Manti Teo fiasco. And Deadspin tweeted Trump back, Andy, immediately with a simple, elegant, and well-crafted message that simply read, go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and I think that ended up being one of my favorite parts of the story, Andy. <laughs> it was Deadspin both reclaiming their ground and also telling Trump to go f*** himself, which, if anyone ever has a chance to do, they really should. <laughs> the Mante Teo story, for a while, completely swamped the Armstrong coverage, and knowing how inhumanly competitive Lance Armstrong is, I was half expecting him to suddenly announce his own scandal and claim that Sheryl Crow wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, I've never met her, she doesn't exist, and you know, I never had cancer, and, and I've never seen a bicycle. I'm the victim of a huge online scam. Sheryl Crow and bicycles don't exist. I deserve sympathy and attention and all my Tour de France titles back, please. <laughs> I think in all this, John, you do have to ask, what the f*** were the cycling authorities doing during this sort of 20-year period or more in which cycling was completely scourged by doping? I think they really need to take a long, hard bath with themselves. It's, it's just baffling how they managed to miss all this. It's a bit like Burt Reynolds saying, moustache, what moustache? I, I really think they should have noticed it. <laughs> Amongst further admissions, uh, Armstrong did admit riding the 2001 tour uh, using transfused artificial blood made up of 75% rocket fuel from the old Soviet space program, 20% Bloody Mary mixed by Oliver Reed, and 5% communion wine supplied by some cycling fans in the Vatican who calculated that Jesus would have won eight Tour de France's riding his donkey and would never have failed a blood <laughs> test because if he could turn water into wine, he could sure as f*** turn EPO and testosterone into completely legal blood, or if he was feeling in the mood for a party like he was at that dry wedding he was so pissed off by at Gaynor, he could turn it into a passable mint julep. Thank you for listening, Buglers, and if you've got a spare few minutes, why don't you listen to every single episode of The Gargle, our sister publication, hosted by Alice Fraser, available in every single proper podcast app. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss... Lime bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>